Good day and welcome to another edition of Natural Health Dialogue. Today we're with naturopathic Dr. Randy Lee and he's going to enlighten us on an area that all of us come in contact with. Randy, what are we talking about? We're going to talk about the importance of water. Now, if you ask most people about water, they're just going to tell you, yeah, we have to have it. But there's not really a lot of study that goes into it or why you need it or where you get it or those kinds of things. We just assume it here in America that you go turn the faucet on, you've got water. In most of the world, uh, they may walk for hours to get a bucket of water, which they put on top of their head and walk back home with. Right. Uh, it's pretty, pretty tough for some places. But it could be tough for us as well. I remember not too long ago when we had a particularly bad time at the house and lost electricity. And without electricity, we couldn't we couldn't pump water. So we're going to talk about some things that you can do uh, to be ready and prepared to have water in case things don't go so well for you. About, um, I don't know, two or three years ago, I've, I've written a couple of uh, other podcasts slash blogs uh, on water. One was uh, called Water, Water Everywhere, and uh, in that particular one, I talked about uh, Dr. Andrew Wiles' comment in his book, Eight Weeks for Optimum Health, that says that drinking water in the United States is increasingly becoming a health risk, whether you live in the big city or a rural area. More than 100 million Americans drink water that contains significant levels of three cancer-causing chemicals, arsenic, radon, and chlorine byproducts. So basically, we're just saying that water out of the faucet may not be as healthy as you think, even if you can get to it. And, uh, and in case, in many, many cases, you can't even get to that water. So in addition, chemical contamination, in addition <laughs> to that chemical contamination, uh, there's also problems with viruses and parasites and other pathogens that live in our water. So um, 100,000 or so uh, large water systems in the country, the large ones are under about a thousand, but they're about a hundred thousand total, uh, lack proper filtration. And so you're getting a lot of that into your house. The second article that I wrote was called which water is best. And it itemized a bunch of water types that are currently available to us and point out some of the benefits of each one of them. Now, I'm not going to go through all of those today, but I'll just briefly say there are things like alkalized water, black water, um, water with different levels of chemicals in them that you may or may not want in your body or just plain old spring water readily available. We all drink some bottled water. And, uh, and we just talked about in that article, you can go back to that one. It was called which water is best and mm -hmm. talk about the pros and cons of the different kinds of water. I, I read a book a number of years ago that was, uh, addressed our need for water, our own body's need for water. It's uh, called Your Body's Many Cries for Water and talks about how most of us are chronically dehydrated most of the time and don't even realize it. Uh, the body has a way where it says, I'm going to use what water I get for the most important stuff first, and then I'll get the ancillary stuff uh, as water is available. And you have to drink a regular amount of water uh, every day for about four to six weeks before your body says, hey, this is going to be coming all the time. So I'm going to flip on some switches and, and put some hydration into areas that people don't normally get. So people who have dry skin or a dry throat or uh, any kind of dryness in their body, it may very well be that you're just not getting enough water. So uh, most of the studies that I read said when you need how much, how much water do I need? Half your body weight in ounces. 
So if you weigh 200 pounds, you need about 100 ounces of water a day. You need no less than 60, no 64, regardless of what you weigh. And generally speaking, not more than 100, because after you go over 100, you start washing out some needed bio salts and, uh, mm-hmm. and filters and things in your body that you actually need. So somewhere between about um, 64 and 100 for most people. And here's the clincher. You can't guzzle four 16 ounces of bottle uh, of water a day and, and satisfy your hydration levels. Uh, you need about four ounces an hour. So you need to be sipping water all the time. I tried to train my kids and myself. Every time you pass a sink, drink a little bit of water. Every time you pass a water faucet, drink a little water. If it's one that's safe to drink out of, uh, every time you, pass a drinking fountain, drink a little water, whether you feel thirsty or not. Four ounces is about four good swigs on a straw. And so you don't need a lot, but you need it regularly all the time. So Mm -hmm. if you'll do that, then you can uh, get the amount of water that you need. My purpose for this article, really, and we're about halfway through our time, Mm -hmm. but my purpose for the article was to say, well, how do you get this water in times of emergency? Everybody knows when electricity goes out, your water goes out. Uh, there, how do we get plenty of, of pure water to use in times of crisis? And so I've outlined some that I like that I've used before. One is simply to store water for drinking and for washing and, or bathing. You say that's a lot of water for including washing and bathing. But if you know the electricity is going to go out in advance, or you're told uh, on a weather station, we're having horrendous storms and things, chance of power outages, then go fill your bathtubs full of water. Uh, and just let it sit there. Uh, it's good for bathing. It's good for flushing the toilet. Uh, it's good for those non-essential uses. And the drinking water can be done with just a, a storehouse of, of water. My wife and I keep uh, four or five cases of bottled water at the house all the time. Now, they would get old and they would get stagnated in time. So we change them out all the time. We're drinking from the uh, water that's on the top, uh, on the top uh, case and then we replace it to the lowercase. And so um, keep some water available all the time so that we're never without water. And we would use that water then for drinking, uh, for making our tea, for uh, brushing our teeth, things where the water is going to go inside our bodies uh, where, we, where we're going to need it. So one, store some water. Now, that would be another, another uh, way to maybe uh, get water into that would be to use rainwater, right, if you have a, a setup for that? Absolutely. And that's a lot, a lot. Uh, I've got several friends who have taken their uh, drains off of their uh, eaves of their house. Uh, and, uh, and instead of putting one that goes all the way to the ground on the side, they put it about halfway up and they make barrels for rainwater, for catching mm-hmm. rainwater. That's good for your plants and stuff, but that's also plenty good for bathing and for external uses that you may have. So that's a great way to do it as well. Store mm-hmm. some water in advance. At home, we use a well. Uh, we're on well water. If you're on well water, that's a great source of water. But if your electricity goes out, remember that the pump that pumps it back into your house doesn't work either. Right. Back in my childhood days, we would go out and we had a hand crank pump. And you just pump, 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 pump. That's why it was called a pump, because you had to pump it to get water up <laughs> and, uh, into, uh, out of the ground. Um, if you have a well, they still make mechanisms where you can run a rod down into your well and you can pump and you can pump water out. I had a guy make me one. 
I don't use it hardly ever, but if I ever got to a point where I needed to pump well water, I've got a well and I've got a way to pump it out. So that's a good thing to keep available. Uh, I don't know, Joseph, if you were ever in Boy Scouts. I was in it was. Scouts. Uh, you know that we, when we went camping, we used to take with us some little bottles of water purification tablets. Mm-hmm. And you put a tablet in there and it would purify from major pathogens uh, about a gallon of water for each one of those. Well, those are still available. I checked Amazon before I wrote this article, and there are dozens of different kinds of uh, water purification tablets on there, and they're cheap. So you might uh, go to Amazon or go to your local store or go anywhere you want that you can find them and buy you several bottles of uh, water purification tablets and just store them in your house. Don't break the seal on them. Leave them sealed up. And the life expectancy of them is almost indefinite. Then um, uh, the one that I like the best that we used we used to sell them here in the, in the store. We don't sell them anymore because people didn't buy them, but they're becoming to get popular again. And those are decontamination straws mm-hmm. uh, where you can take a straw, open it up and suck water through it. And it gets rid of most all of your pathogens. You can get rid of parasites. You can get rid of viruses. You can get rid of uh, mud contamination. You can take those things and put them down and suck right out of a mud puddle. And you're going to get purified water when you get out of it. I found two or three different kinds that were on uh, Amazon. Um, One of them gives you about 1,500 liters of uh, water before it's no good. One that I really like is called a life straw. It's a single straw that will uh, uh, sterilize about 3,000 liters of water. And you can get get a half a dozen of them for about uh, about $90. So uh, you might get some of those and they, they do have an indefinite life expectancy. They don't, they don't wear out, Uh, leave them packaged up and put them away somewhere. And if you ever need one, you can go out into your yard and drink out of those puddles that are flooding you uh, that you need to get rid of anyway. And then of course, many houses have home water system uh, decontamination units that they put on. Again, you have to remember, you have to be able to get the water through them to use it, but those are really great as well. Remember, you can't live without water. You need viable, healthy water sources and availability, and you need to uh, plan to have your own supply in an emergency. The key there is planning. We're back to that survival mode type thing. It may not be available from other sources when you need it the most. Thank you, Randy. That has been enlightening, and I hope all of you have enjoyed that as well and got some good information that you can use. And until uh, next time, we'll see you later. Bye-bye.